0: Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 27 years of experience as registered dietitians, we are here to share real-life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make helpful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number three. Plant-based eating doesn't have to be impossible. And on today's show, we're sharing our take on the impossible burger craze
1: and sharing simple and sustainable steps to incorporate healthful plant-based foods on your plate. Hey, guys, and welcome back to episode number three of the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. Um, Beth and I are pretty excited about this one. Um, So today's topic was really inspired by a lot of conversations that we've been hearing about the impossible Whopper and plant-based eating. And actually, we were pretty curious about it ourselves. Um, So since this is such a hot topic right now, we thought that this would be a good opportunity to talk about those kind of packaged plant-based foods, dispel any myths about it, and then provide some practical eating tips if you want to have a more plant-based diet. Um, So when we're talking about plant-based, there's a lot of research out there, and we know that eating a more plant-based diet is associated with a number of health benefits and now those include lowering your risk for heart disease, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, obesity, type 2 diabetes and certain cancers. In addition to that you could also see improved digestive health and energy levels and I certainly feel like all of those would lead to really lead to an improved quality of life, but Beth, we don't have to totally give up meat, right, to see those health benefits.
0: That's right. And I just have to say, I mean, when you hear some of those different benefits, um, it's very compelling. I mean, it really does make me want to make sure I'm including more and more plant-based uh, types of foods. And yeah, I think it is helpful to take a step back first a second. Right. Kind of and some what of those, those are. are the
1: top, you know, health conditions that we're dealing with in of America. Of course,
0: of course. Um, and a lot of them highly preventable, which is yes. just so important. And we really do kind of focus on prevention and how you can be more proactive and take Control of your health versus reactive. I kind of love that uh, that approach. Um, so yeah, you know, if you're you're hearing plant-based, what does that really mean? Um, so a quick little summary here. So plant-based eating really just boils down to placing more emphasis on foods that are derived from plants. No surprise, such as fruits and vegetables, whole grains, beans, nuts, seeds, soy, and oils. Plant-based eating eaters are not vegetarians, which I think mm-hmm. is sometimes a misconception, and so they do still eat meat. But yep. again, those plant-based foods really make up the majority of their plate. Um, So compared to vegetarianism, now this approach would really eliminate all meat and fish, uh, but they usually do still include different foods derived from animals such as eggs, milk, cheese, and so forth. So there's a little bit more flexibility Mm -hmm, there. Now veganism is another, um, and I feel like there are more and more people are kind of adopting this approach, which is a little bit more difficult to follow. But again, there's a lot of offerings among the supermarket that you could incorporate into a vegan lifestyle. So this really excludes all meat and fish and then foods derived from those animals. So a vegan would not include um, eggs or, or dairy products. And something that's actually um, containing one of those ingredients, some something like mayonnaise, for example, right, would not be ha- yeah. something a vegan would eat. Yeah. Um, so you kind of have different levels there. Plant-based eating, certainly to me, being the most like flexible approach. I totally agree. And uh, a little bit more easy to adopt. And it's, it's always just a good place to start. So if maybe you embarked on that path and you want to take it another step. You could always consider a more... Um, Different type of option, like vegetarianism or even veganism. Per- yeah, perhaps. and I
1: think it's good to define what that is because some people might think that plant if you're having a plant-based diet, you can't eat meat, but that's right. really not the case. It's just putting less focus on me and more focus on the plants. Definitely. So, yeah, it's good to define that. So now let's go back to this Impossible Burger. Yes, let's talk so, about the Impossible So In case you <laughs> haven't heard of the Impossible Burger, so this comes from Burger King, and Burger King isn't the only fast food chain to have something like this. There's a lot out there and a lot more coming. Um, so basically the Impossible Whopper is a vegan burger patty um, that is dressed up to look like the classic Whopper. So this launched um, a couple months ago. And so really, we wanted to, I mean, we were gonna talk about this, so we wanted to know what it tasted like. So we got an Impossible Whopper, and we got a regular Whopper. Mm -hmm. And we tried them side by side, and let me tell you, when we cut that in half, I really wouldn't be able to tell which was which. And whenever I tasted it, I was genuinely surprised at how much they tasted the same mm-hmm. with, I mean, I just, I really could not believe, because I've had a lot of other um, plant-based meats mm-hmm. and And you could really kind of tell, but with this was probably the first one where I seriously couldn't tell. Yeah, What what did you think?
0: I definitely agree. And I, you know, I think this was a a fun experiment in like the name of research for the podcast. Of course, we wanted to be genuine to share the information that we're uh, talking about, of course. So really aside from the difference in, um, I kind of noticed Mm -hmm. the lack of that flame grilled flavor that the Whopper is kind of known for. Um, I really didn't think it tasted significantly different either, especially when you had the bun and the condiments and the whole package. So that dressing, and everything was all together. Um, now, when we kind of broke them apart and then looked at the burger side by side and then maybe tasted the burger patties separately, I do feel like there, there's a little bit more of a notable difference. But together, you know, I was pleasantly surprised, I yeah. guess. I mean, I, I definitely do also love um, right, and enjoy vegetable burgers, veggie burgers and so yeah. forth. Uh, so this was, it was a it was a good kind of experiment. I, I was pleasantly surprised for sure. Yeah. Um, I think what's most Im- important to note and also very surprising is that this burger is not necessarily marketed as being a more nutritious That's option. That's right. Um, and the brands will actually say that themselves. You know, they're really aiming the product at meat eaters who are striving to include more plant-based diet, more plant-based foods, and then also just lessen their overall impact on the environment. Yeah. All right. So let's really dig in and take a quick look at the nutritionals to see how these two uh, types of burgers uh, stack up. So for a four ounce, 80% lean ground beef, Portion it would be around 280 calories compared to four ounce Impossible meat that would be 240 calories, so, so very, very like meager calorie savings. Um, and so the total fat content, which I think is again an area where folks would be really surprised, 18 total grams of fat from lean ground beef, and then 14 grams of fat from the Impossible meat. Right. And there's some reasons behind that, which we'll discuss the ingredients in just a moment. Uh, saturated fat too, so this might be why someone would go to a plant based diet because generally it is a little bit lower in saturated fat right. and you're eating more of those healthful fats. Uh, so the saturated fat content, the Impossible Meat actually has one more gram of saturated right. fat compared to or lean ground beef which again I think is very yeah, surprising. Yeah and I think you're
1: totally right because typically one of the overall aspects of a more plant-based diet is that it's lower in saturated fat because that's what's coming from the animal products but... Fat is what gives food flavor. Exactly. So that's what kind of helps this, you know, taste good. Exactly. And
0: I think something else is really notable, too, and this is this kind of translates even into other types of packaged plant-based foods, which we'll also talk about, is the sodium content. Yes. Um, so compared to the lean ground beef, again, the Impossible meat would have 370 milligrams of sodium per that four ounce portion, and the lean ground beef would only have 95 milligrams right. of sodium. And this is, of course, without added sodium and some of those you know, other ingredients and so forth. Right. But I think that's an important thing to note. Too, Too, that a plant based diet generally, you know, you're including more fruits and vegetables, you know, probably less processed foods in in most cases. So the sodium content would be more controlled. So this I felt was a little bit of a surprise. And someone else listening might be a surprise too. Because along with
1: fat-giving food flavor, sodium helps to enhance flavor in foods. Of course, right. So if we look at... So what are these plant-based burgers made of? Because I wanted to know what was in there because this stuff looked like meat. So the main ingredient in the Impossible Burger is actually soy protein, um, coconut, and sunflower oil. So that's where you're getting that saturated fat from is that coconut oil. But so it's... So the Impossible Burger or the Impossible Meat, so it uses an iron-containing molecule from soy plants that gives the burger that meaty look. So then, really, the other major player in the plant-based food right now, the plant-based meats, I'm sorry, is Beyond. So that's another brand. So their meat is made from pea protein, coconut, and canola oil, and they use a beet and apple extract to give their product, that red meaty look. So the, so both products are using something to kind of enhance that meaty look and flavor and kind of redness to it. So I thought that was really interesting, but they are plant-based. Um, so it's soy and pea protein that they're using um, in those items. So, so really, and so what I think is at play here, and a lot of other plant-based food offerings Um, in fast foods or that are sold in the supermarket is this notion called the health halo. And if you haven't heard of that before, so the health halo means that there's this food seems better for you than it really is because we're saying plant-based, you know, plant-based burgers, this has got to be great for us. But if we just took a look at the comparison, it's very similar to regular meat. So, You really kind of have to look because some of these plant-based and vegetarian and vegan um, items really might have whole food ingredients as their core. But a lot of others do rely on highly processed ingredients just to give them kind of the flavor and texture that people are expecting. Um, And this is not a new concept. You know, these plant-based meats have been around for years. and they are an easy way to incorporate, you know, more plant-based items into your diet, but I don't think we should really consider them as like better for you foods or health foods. Like we really should be building our meals and snacks on whole foods. Um, to really get the most nutrition bang for your buck.
0: Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. And I think, too, you know, whole foods generally will be less um, expensive. So that's another really important point that most listeners would probably agree with that we're trying to get the most nutrition out of our grocery shopping trip, you know, for a very reasonable uh, reasonable cost. Right. Um, and you know what?
1: I'm going to interject now because I did some research. Yes, you did. And this price comparison. So just real quickly, I have four items. So one pound of this plant-based meat, so 16 ounces, is 10 dollars. One pound of or sixteen ounces of eighty percent lean ground beef is three ninety nine. So that's a huge mm-hmm. comparison change. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about some plant-based options here, the whole food plant-based options. Um, a pound of whole grain brown rice is $1.27, and a can of kidney beans is 59 cents. So really, the plant-based are very affordable option when you're at the grocery store. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think those are really great points. And I think it's uh, surprising sometimes when you think of, you know, eating more foods like beans and things, when you really see how drastic of a difference yeah. it, it is. And for one, two, beans, of course, they are shelf-stable. They're so much yeah, easier to they store. they last so long. And, Beans and rice, so much versatility, and I could go on and on. And I think, uh, you know, you made some really great points about the health halo, which, you know, certainly this category of foods that plant-based types of substitutes, you know, for me, they really aren't the only foods that fall within oh, that yeah. health halo. They're all over the supermarket. Um, so I think for the listener, it's really important to peel back the layers, take that moment to dispel and kind of like beyond, go beyond any of the claims on the front of the package. Yeah. And do that research on your own. So really doing the the label reading is what it comes down to. Uh, So I think some important things to note when shopping for those plant-based types of of foods would be to look for the sodium content, as we discussed with the comparison between the lean ground beef and the impossible meat, Um, you know, because generally they're, again, more processed and they probably have a higher sodium content. The saturated fat would be another area to look at. I think protein and fiber. So we know those are two components that really help to make you feel full. Fiber Mm -hmm. is very beneficial for a number of different um, body systems and so forth as well as your, as your satiety. So I think kind of looking at all of those factors as a whole on um, when reading a food label is really important. Um, and again, the good news is that really relying on the whole plant-based foods like the beans, the nuts, the seeds, whole grains, fruits and vegetables... Uh, bonus is that it requires very little, of course, of any label reading. That's um, right. You know, you just have to throw those foods into your cart and then, you know, come up with some different solutions for how to get those on your table. So I think uh, that label reading really is important to get beyond the health halo piece and and to make sure you're getting a good variety of those, those nutritious foods in your diet.
1: Yeah. So a few examples we want to share of how to make your diet a little more plant-based. So one, very simple, start every meal with a soup or a salad so that ensures that you're gonna get some veggies in there Uh, in each meal. And it's really going to help to fill you up too. Mm -hmm.
0: I think another uh, suggestion too, and this is really um, kind of a great stepping stone. If you're not sure where to start, this is a really easy one as well. Uh, Treat meat and or poultry as the side dish. So, Mm -hmm. you know, really we do kind of put meat on the center of the plate. Um, So kind of shifting that up a little bit and, you know, maybe the vegetables and the grains are taking up the center of your plate and then the meat is like the condiment Um, or it's kind of a compliment, I should say, to the other ingredients. Um, So salads, hearty stews or casseroles, they can kind of, of be you know the main dish, and then a big plate of ro- roasted vegetables with a black bean burger or something on the side. Those would be some really easy ways to incorporate a lot of vegetables into one yeah. meal. Yeah,
1: and one more tip. So take meat. Off the menu once a week. Um, so you've probably heard of meatless Mondays. Some schools are doing that. Things like that. Um, just one dinner a week. Try something meatless. And and a lot of people think this is like, oh, I'm gonna you know I'm I'm gonna be eating vegan. Um, that's not necessarily the case. It's really easy. And you know even like a pasta dish is something you would normally eat, put into the weekly rotation mm-hmm. and that doesn't have meat in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, once a week and maybe if you find that you enjoy that, maybe try it twice a week or three times a week. Um, and we have a lot of recipes that we will share in our Wise wise um, Healthy Bites Nourish Your Life Facebook group. We have a lot. We have a totally plant-based black bean burger, but then we also Which have, is one of my favorite recipes. Yes.
0: I will have to interject. We, we also so
1: have um, a mushroom blue cheeseburger. So they're, you know, if you finally dice mushrooms and saute those and mix them with the ground beef, um, you're adding, you know, the veggies to that burger and it just gives it so much moisture and flavor. So, so, so Beth, what is your favorite plant-based meal that you- you make?
0: Yeah, I would say, you know, just recently I've started to incorporate nuts kind of as a meat replacement in some walnuts? recipes. Walnuts? Walnuts, Yeah. Yeah, okay. um, you know, so you can get creative and try any variety, but actually using like chopped up walnuts, to- you know, toasted in a skillet, um, so yeah, just I think it was two weeks ago, you know, made that as kind of a filling with some drained and rinsed black beans okay. and then some whole grain brown rice as a stuffing for stuffed peppers. Yeah. You know, so it, you know, was kind of a, a surprise, like accident dinner, to be honest, um, but it, it came out really good. So it was a lot of great flavors. Again, I got a lot of that plant-based protein and the healthful fats from the walnuts, you know, some great fiber from the whole grain brown rice, uh, the added plant-based protein and fiber from the drained and rinsed black beans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have to say, even my very meat-loving husband did not complain, yeah? which is kind of atypical, nice. so it was a
1: win-win. <laughs> nice. So mine, what about you? okay, yeah. I'm always into these bowl meals. I knew I, you knew it. I know you <laughs> knew that was coming. So Which I do love those, Yeah, too. so like start with brown rice. I roast veggies, like I put two full Sheet pans of vegetables in the oven broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, um, butternut squash anything I roast that and then I have all those roasted veggies for the week. Um, and chickpeas kind of mm, make a good little mm-hmm. addition in there, or I have like a ton of rice and a ton of veggies and I will put like a little bit of chicken in there just mm-hmm. to get some of that protein in there, but it's mostly veggies, um, and a little bit of sauce on top to give it some flavor. But yeah, no, that sounds yeah, so those are that's my favorite. So again, we're gonna re recap these tips in our Facebook group also share some a few of our favorite uh, plant-based recipes in there as well um, so just to finish up Beth what is our takeaway tip
0: So really you know I think it's important to note that anyone can benefit from eating more plant-based foods and I really love this approach because it's not a diet it's just really a lifestyle it's making small changes that add up to really big benefits in your health. Um, you know so if you're inspired to do so being mindful of that health halo doing some label reading especially when it comes to packaged plant-based foods um, you know focus building, Your plate on whole plant based foods, such as those beans, those nuts, those seeds, fruits and vegetables, and and so forth. And your body and wallet will really thank you. It's just that one simple step, um, you know, and you'll reap a lot of benefits. And I think it's always good to note that um, there's a lot of great recipes, of course, on our website. We'll Mm -hmm. share some of those in the Facebook group, like you mentioned, Um, you know, and
1: it's just one easy place to start. That's right. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. As a reminder, new episodes come out every other Tuesday. In the meantime, you can get in touch with us by joining the Wise Dietitians Facebook group. Simply search for Wise Healthy Bites on Facebook or you can email us at wise dietitians at wisemarkets.com.
0: The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.